There he is. What's up, brother? Yeah. Sorry I'm late, man. All good, all good. I was just deleting my text to Ken to make sure uh, we were on, on time for today. But I uh, won't keep you for too long. want to get into the show and uh, look back a little bit, talk a little Orange County, talk a little OC. But first and foremost, man, how's the move been out to Tennessee? I mean, you grew up in Orange County your whole life and moved out, what, two, three years ago? How long has it been now? Man, it's going on four. Oh, wow, that long. Um, well, you know, I started, I started coming out to Tennessee back in like Oh five for, um, songwriting stuff. And I would, you know, I'd spend like a week, a month out here. So it's been like my second home for many years. And then, uh, and then we bought a house a few years before we actually moved here. So we were kind of doing the back and forth and the Airbnb thing and all that. And then, but man, we moved out here and just really haven't looked back. It's been amazing. Yeah, I've been out there twice. I had a niece who was going to uh, Vanderbilt, so I've been out there and seen all the madness on Broadway, but I imagine you're kind of more in town, not not around that mess. We were in town pretty close to that mess for uh, <laughs> for a year, and then we uh, we moved out to the country. So, yeah, we're out about a half hour south of that now, so it's pretty cool. And obviously your brother AJ moved out there with you. Did Kevin move too? No, Kevin's still in OC. Okay, okay. Still holding out, holding out hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I want to get into the big show we got coming up here and, and a hell of a show. And it, it's so perfect. You guys at the House of Blues, October the 19th, Phoenix TX and old, 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 old friends, Zebrahead, man. And, and I was trying to think back. Uh, imagine you guys probably met at like Club 369 in Fullerton back in the day or something like that. Absolutely. We're actually from, you know, they're kind of. I mean, there was a time where a couple of the guys at Zebrahead lived in the same condo complex as uh, AJ and Kevin back in the early days. And But before that, you know, yeah, Club 369, we used to, both bands used to play all the time there. We we shared the bill together a few times there. And um, early on, I think we did the Warp Tour together in 99. But they've been old friends. They're from, you know, we're from like the Anaheim Fullerton area and they're from like the Fullerton La Habra area. So it all kind of connects. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've been our boys for 25 plus years. Guadalajara. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't seen the Phoenix TX guys in man, at least 15 years. I know they, they reunited to do the, when we were young festival. So we're all doing that together in Vegas. And we thought, well, Hey, we're going to be out there and there's cool bands doing it with us. Let's go peel off and go do a couple shows in our hometown, you know? Love it, man. And and any excuse to see you guys at the House of Blues, obviously the new one now, you've played there a couple times, right? But when I think of Lid, I always think back to that old one in downtown Disney. Yeah. Well, we did the grand opening of the old one, and then we did the closing of the old one, and then we did, I think, eight or nine in between. So we kind of had, I think we did 10 shows at the original one. And then the new one we've only played once, but um, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, it's double double the size and um it's a killer venue great room to see a show yeah i mean i was just talking about the other day i mean never has a business done everything right but everything they screwed up in the old one they got right in the new one you know parking sight lines the vent the floor being sloped so everyone in the back can see i mean it's a it's a killer yeah. venue now yeah great sound great lights great you know, great staff it's a it's a good spot for and- sure and, you know, dude, thinking about all the uh, Inland Empire times that it's been out in the IE, of course, thinking back immediately to the holiday ball that you guys played at Morongo back, God, 2017. That's already been, what, five years ago now, man. It's flying by. <laughs> <laughs> 
flying by. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't talk about it a whole lot just because everyone goes, oh, lit, Anaheim, Fullerton. But AJ and I actually lived in Ontario when we were kids um, for for a few years. And um, we have a lot of friends out there. You know, so obviously we listen to you guys. And um, we got a lot of friends out in Rancho and, and uh, Ontario. A lot of the a lot of our OGs are out there. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's all hometown for us. Dude, I was trying to think. There's been so many lit IE experiences, man. I was thinking back to some of them, whether it was opening up the Fender Museum in Corona. Remember that one? Yeah. Or or yeah. The, the weirdest one of them all, I think, was playing a middle school in Marietta. Do you remember that around the time Atomic came out? We did. a Yeah, I totally remember that. We did a couple of those. Um, and I can't remember why or who set that up or whatever, because it was kind of random. We were on tour. You know, we're doing radio and we're playing these shows and then, oh, we're going to go play a high school. We're like, all right, let's go do it. But we did two or three of them. And that was one in Marietta. And it was it was cool. We still to this day meet people that were at that thing, which is crazy. You know? Wow. Yeah. That, it goes to show. I mean, what an impact you had on, on all those people at such a young age. And- we even I remember back in like I want to say probably 97 or 98. We actually played a frat party <laughs> uh, at UC Riverside. Um and uh, that was a, that was crazy. But, yeah, we, we've, we've done a lot of stuff down there, you know. Had to play the barn back in the day, too, at UC Riverside. Yeah. Yep. And even just to make us feel older, I remember I was working at the other station back in the day. But when Atomic came out, we did an in-store with you guys. And you weren't able to be there because you had just had a baby. And thinking back now, that baby's. 21 years old yeah that baby just graduated from college (laughs) if that don't make you feel old you know yeah it's funny too that one so i was we did an in-store in uh i don't know somewhere in orange county south orange county the night before and i remember um uh my wife was going into labor and I remember I'm in the bathroom of the delivery room with my plaid pants on and my wife beater and I'm putting eyeliner on in the mirror of the, of the hospital room. And then um, I kind of like check in and I'm like, okay, our contractions are this far apart. And I walked up to the nurse and I was like, I got to go do something. Don't have that baby till I get back. You know, <laughs> just whatever you do, don't let them come out. And then I went, we did the in-store. And then that night when I got back, they, they gave me a couple thousand CD booklets to sign for tomorrow night's in store, which is the one you were talking about. Yeah, so the one in uh, Riverside, um, I actually had a fan one time, give me a copy of that. She was like, this is one of the ones you signed in the <laughs> delivery room. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. I don't have one of these, but that is kind of rad that, you know, I, I, I signed all those literally like a couple hours before my son came out, you know? <laughs> so that was, that was pretty cool. Crazy, man. And, and, you know, talking about old times, got to give a shout out to you and all that you did for uh, for music it, going back to Orange County in the slide bar, man. That was such a cool venue and so many great shows there and such a cool breeding ground for younger bands to get playing again. But and, and then it was cool when you'd bring like Avenged Sevenfold in there and they'd play, you know, some big parking lot show. But what a great run at that club. How long did you own that for? How long was that running? Thank you. Uh, yeah. Fifteen years, man. We had a good. Wow. Had a good run. It's funny because it started out as a, um, you know, it started out as I wanted it to be more of a place that bands on tour would come in and hang out and eat and drink. And, 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 uh, you know, wasn't really originally intended for to be a music venue. Um, it was intended to be a place where our friends could come in and do secret shows like Avenged Sevenfold or 
Sublime or uh, Shadows Fall or, you know, there's so many different bands um, that, that, that played there that were awesome. But um, as I would say probably two or three years into it, we realized that there was really a need for um, a venue that size and with that kind of vibe and run by artists and run by, you know, I had such a great team of people that worked with me and, uh, and it really did become um sort of a, a launching ground for a lot of bands that are doing really well now. And, what, and over the years, it was cool because bands that would end up going off to headline, you know, warp tour amphitheaters or whatever, they would always come back and, you know, do a, do a party or do a secret show or doing whatever. And it really, um, it's one of those things that you're, you know, you're so busy and you're doing all this stuff as you go. And then you look back on it over the course of some years and you go, wow, that really, we really did do that. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was such a such a cooler killer venue, man, and and sorely missed these days. But you know, talking about fifteen, <laughs> thinking back on on old times, I remember the fifteenth anniversary of a place in the sun, and you guys playing that at the old house of blues, and it got me to thinking. And and as we're talking about feeling old, twenty twenty four then would be the twenty fifth anniversary of a place in the sun. You guys gonna go out and do it do it in its entirety again? We're talking about doing something. We we kind of already did the whole play the album from front to back thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna do something to celebrate the the milestone, but we're not gonna go and do the whole album thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we'll do is just um, to be more of a celebration of that record, but with you know mixed up with other stuff. I feel like that whole play the whole album from front to back thing is a little bit played out, and <laughs> and uh, and it's also kind of limiting because you know, then you're kind of blowing your wad on the second song. And, and then you're, you're like, what do we do here? Oh, well, the next song is this. So um, it was fun when we did it, but yeah, we'll do something. We'll definitely do something to celebrate it. Cause man, who would have thought, you know, I love that 15th anniversary. I remember I got a shirt that night and it was like the Miller light can, but it said lit and had the 15th anniversary for a place in the sun. So made me totally made me think of that with that anniversary being right around the corner. And as we look back, we also got to look to the current and now and taste like gold, the killer new album and curious man, who, who got to be the tongue model for that one? Actually, um, there it's a girl that I know we've known her for a long, long time. And she actually owns a, a makeup company, like a glitter sparkle makeup company in LA. And so I was always seeing her, her posts and her things and just had great lips, you know? And, <laughs> and, um, so I hit her up. Actually, it's funny. I actually hit up Tracy Lords. You know, who that is. Yeah, of course. Of I, course. I, I, uh, I hit her up on the DM and, she, and told her what we were doing. And she just sort of re- replied back with like a, you know, a heart emoji or something. So I, I didn't know how to take that. <laughs> so, uh, so we, but, uh, but yeah, the, the girl that did it, uh, Megan, she was, she was awesome. She also not only did all that for the album cover, but she ended up going back and doing all of the lyrics, lip syncing all the lyrics to all the songs. So we've got YouTube lyric videos oh. that have her own words and then working on, um, incorporating some of that into the set. So, um, but yeah, it tastes like gold's been out. Jeez, even that now has been out for a year. Yeah, which, which is crazy. But it's an old school sounding lit record. You know, we during COVID we were using the downtime to to write songs and record. And and our our goal and our our, our mission with that record was to go back to ninety eight to two thousand one. And you know, we we were kind of listening to those records, but also listening to the other music we were listening to around that time, mm-hmm. and just trying to put ourselves 
in a different place other than COVID and politics. And we're just trying to remember the spirit of what our band is about and what people, you know, expect from lit and what lit means to them, and what it means to us. And so we collaborated with some people out here in Tennessee and we, we think we really kind of nailed it with the, with the vibe of the record. You know, it sounds like a record we could have made in 99. It just has a modern, fresh production approach to it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. It, it feels like an old jacket, like putting on an old jacket or something just has that old familiar feel and old familiar friends on it too. Cool that Adrian Young pitched in on uh, mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. He did the video with us too. And um you know, kind of early on I sent him uh I sent him two or three songs and he's got a he's got a studio in the basement of his house. He's got so he's got his drum set all mic'd up and everything in there. And we sent him the tracks for, and to see what he thought, told him that, you know, we'd love to have him on there. He actually sent three songs back with him playing on all three. Oh wow. And then, and then we went back and just said, Hey, I think we're gonna do mouth shut. And and so we did that and yeah, it came out great. You know, and Adrian's been such a bro since, you know, we toured with them in 2000 and, and just became really good friends with them. I actually was just, uh, I was just camping with Gwen and Blake last wow. month and got to kind of reconnect with her after all those years, but they've just been great, great friends, you know, and, and Adrian, you know, Adrian was really close with our drummer, Al yeah. that passed away. Um, they were good, good buddies. And, and Adrian even filled in for Al, um, for a, you know, a few shows back then when he was sick and uh, just a, just a solid dude, man. We love that guy. We love that guy. Hey, bringing up Alan, I didn't want to touch upon him. I always want to keep the, the dead alive by remembering them telling some good stories. And I had recently talked to Jared from head PE and he had mentioned that they were old roommates back in the day. Yeah. Is that when you met Alan or was he already in the band at that point or? No, Al, Al was already in our band. Um, actually, Chad from Head PE was, was actually in our band. He was the second guitar player oh, wow. for a while. And um, so Chad and Jared and Alan had an apartment together in Huntington <laughs> Beach. But yeah, Al, we had already known Al for several years and we had already, the bands were already rocking. Um, so yeah, that's a small world. Very small world. And, and one, give me one good old story about Al. One that jumps to mind. Oh man, there's so many, you know, Al was one of those guys that, um, he was the, you know, he was the salt of the earth, you know, healthy guy, man's man, loved to go grab a beer with his buddies, loved to go play golf, was really passionate about his drums, always practicing, always, you know, just, um, and, and one of the most reliable like guys you could count on, you know, just was, was just as solid as they come. Um, and also he, he was never married. He has a daughter and she's, oh God, she's gotta be 30 something now. Oh, early wow. 30. But, um, uh, his daughter Gina is, is great, but he was never married and he was the guy, I don't know. He had some sort of magic spell, but he, <laughs> I don't know anybody still to this day that gets laid or has gotten laid as much as that guy did. And he, <laughs> And I guarantee you, he has not one enemy or not one of those girls, you know, every single one of those girls that he would, he would bring around or that he would hook up with all would tell you today, like, oh, he's the best guy. He's such a sweetheart. And people used to just go like, dude, how do you do this? Like, what's what? And he was just he just was that guy, you know, and, and uh, we used to laugh. We used to laugh all the time. And he was a real 
just a funny guy. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I could tell you stories for days about him, but, um, he, he's, um, someone was asking me the other day, just like, you know, what it's like. And if you ever, if we realize how long it's been since he's, you know, not been with us. And, and I think it's kind of crazy because, because those albums are still so relevant and, and, and still talked about and still played on the radio. And then we're out, you know, every week playing those songs. It's almost like he's still with us, you know, all the time. So, um, as much as we miss having him around, we miss him. It's like, it's, it's cool that, you know, he lives on through the music. And I know that sounds a little bit cheesy, but no. it's true. You know, I feel him behind me when I'm on stage, you know, I feel him when I'm hearing the songs on the radio, I, I hear him and I feel him. And so we're, we're very, very blessed in that sense that he, he's still with us every day, still around us all the time. Um, so pretty cool yeah no and i appreciate a couple of words on him man we always that's why i'm saying we got to keep talking about him to keep him alive and keep their memory alive and their legacy yeah, sure. one other newer thing i didn't want to touch upon here man in the last few minutes um it was really cool that uh you guys pitched in with diamante on american dream i had originally interviewed her when that, that album came out and and then i heard the the remix with you guys i was like wait what's going on here i didn't realize that that you guys had been added to that tune and i know kevin's taking a bunch of photos of her and stuff but tell me how you connected with her for that track so she is um uh, she's like a little sister now to us but she's um dating my drummer taylor so ah. that's that's the, how we got connected with her and got to know her and taylor works on a lot of her music produces a lot of her stuff so that's how that all came about ah, but, interesting. Uh, yeah it came out came out cool we recorded it here in nashville and um it was pretty cool yeah no obviously kevin it, taking all the unexpected photos collab but it was in the family so we were like yeah let's do it and then everybody was pretty stoked on how it came out you know yeah it sounded great and just want to touch upon that because I love her and her voice and what she's doing and just wanted to give her a shout out as well. Dude, last thing I got for you, we're an old school radio station. We still do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of. And kind of curious, man, you being the, the guitar player, the riff guy, what, do you remember the first Metallica riff you learned? Man, well, I had I went way back. I was you know, I had the EP. And, uh, and then I actually saw them open for Ozzy on the, uh, master I, that, was, that was master of puppets tour, but I was, uh, Cliff was still playing bass mm -hmm. with them. And, um, so they were, I had all their records, but you know, the two before that. And, um, so I was, I mean, I was young, so I was struggling to learn the riffs, but <laughs> probably like, um, I mean, master of puppets, I think was, was one that I used to jam out all the time. I used to play, um, uh, I had an older stepbrother who was in the Marine Corps and he was stationed out in Japan. And back in those days, you could get like, you know, a $10,000 stereo system for like a grand, you know, right. and he was shipping stuff home and he wasn't coming home anytime soon. So I was putting all that stuff in my room and I had, I had this stereo system that like my parents would go to work and I'd be getting ready for school. My friends would all come over to my house on the way and we'd all go to school together and you could hear my stereo. I would open my windows and open my doors and you could hear that. You could hear it for like three blocks away. And I would literally crank Master of Puppets <laughs> to the point of like, you know, windows breaking and ears bleeding or whatever. And the neighbors probably thought I was insane. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Dude, so then your perfect answer to this debate I've been having, me and my buddy Brad have been debating the best Metallica album ever. 
His pick, my friend Brad's pick, is Ride the Lightning. My pick is Master of Puppets. Out of those two, which would be your numero uno? I would say Master of Puppets. I mean, there's some amazing stuff on Ride the Lightning, too. Um, it's kind of like picking between Boss's first record and Don't Look Back, you know? Right. So I can, I'll just take the, the greatest hits of both, and that'll be my favorite one, you know? I think Master was a little bit more realized, and you had like Orion, a really cool instrumental tune, and, and Welcome Home, and everything that soft to everything as heavy as Battery and Master and Damage Inc. and everything else. So I feel like it was kind of more realized and sounded a lot better than Ride the Lightning did sonically. Oh, yeah. Still didn't have a whole lot of bass in it, but it had more than Ride the Lightning had. Way more than Injustice for All had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the things I've always loved about Metallica is they're, you know, they're, they're sort of the, the top dogs in that, in that genre. But um, I think what makes them stand out more than a lot of the heavier bands is there. And, and, well, Avenged Sevenfold, I would put in that category too, but they, they're melodic and approachable. The riffs are memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can jam along to them. The melodies of the songs, the melodies of the riffs, it, it's memorable. And I think to be able to take music that's that heavy, but make it, you know, melodic and kind of a uh, m- little bit more accessible. I think that's why they're so massive, you know, cause you can, you know, you could you could hear Master of Puppets in an elevator music song. It would take you thirty seconds to go. Wait, is that? But you know, because of because of all the melodies and all the stuff, it's it's uh, yeah. They're they're uh, what can you say about Metallica, man? The original. What uh, what song can we play for you on Mandatory Metallica? Do you have a favorite Metallica tune? Oh man, um, I think. The one that I always remember cranking the loudest before school was battery. Yeah. That, that one just track. would get my blood going, man. Get me ready to get me ready for the day. So <laughs> let's do let's do a little battery. That'd be cool. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. Honored to talk to you. Can't wait to see you out there at the House of Blues. Likewise, my friend. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. See you, see you soon, man. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.